Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. What was that? Wow. All right. Okay. <laughs> that was weird. Did we just hear that or is that everybody? I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what that was, but uh, that was weird. Uh, well, welcome. Uh, great to have you with us. 888-900-3393. Also at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Even though we're uh, off to a weird start, I think we got a uh, got a great show for you uh, planned today. A lot of lot of stuff from our brain dead leader. He is terrific. <laughs> ah, man, is he good? And he's been in the Middle East uh, over the weekend and powerful. I think is the only word you can use for for what he was. Uh, he was powerful, and he let our allies know. What's up? Scared our enemies to death, no doubt. That's what he does, you know. That's what he does. That's what he does. That's what he does. Mm-hmm. He had so. uh, he had uh, gas can in hand mm-hmm. uh, when he met with the Saudis. One of my favorite photos <clears throat> over the weekend, uh, <laughs> <laughs> as he met, stood for the yeah, for the photo op with fantastic. the Saudi <laughs> I don't know who did it, but it's really funny. Uh, <laughs> you mean that's not an actual photo? He oh, didn't actually I mean, bring a gas I mean, can? Yeah, no, he did. Yeah, yeah he okay. did. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so That is really I, good. I don't know if it got filled up or not. I have a feeling it didn't. Yeah, I haven't heard either. Uh, whatever it is, it's only going to be a temporary solution anyway. We, we could solve our energy problems by just being independent. And we were for just a short time. Trump had it down, and, and we, were, we were there. We were finally there. Yes. And we should be there. We've got the resources for it. There's no reason not to be energy independent in this country. With all of the natural resources we have, with oil and gas... Uh, I know. The shale alone. There's more shale than there's oil in all of Saudi Arabia. So we'll get and, into... You know, we just... We're over there, you know, hat in hand or gas can in hand. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Uh, yep. <laughs> yep. Just begging. Yeah. Begging for stuff. It's pathetic. Uh, we'll get into more of that coming up in a minute. First, uh, the Pack Ray Bingo card is out and pinned to the top. Uh, is it pinned to the yes. top? of the? Okay. At uh, Pat Unleashed. What do you mean? haven't been there today what are you talking about no just this once i i haven't uh oh. haven't checked it out yet today just <laughs> doing some other things this okay morning. sorry yeah uh so when you get bingo you call us at uh triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three if you're the first one through with your bingo then you win thirty dollars worth of merchandise at uh packgrayshop.com uh starts in the upper left hand corner with Nanner sandwich, man. <laughs> Give me another Nanner sandwich. Uh, then Jeffy says, funny. Uh, take that to the bank. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, of course, we have... Uh, At the Cambridge police uh, uh, acted stupidly. <laughs> okay. Uh, Jeffy? Uh, who among us? Then cool. subtle, subtle nuances. Also, Jeffy? Once you're in it, you're in it. I mean, that's a fact. Yeah, it's a fact. I mean, you can't argue with that. Yeah. You really can't. Uh, then we got the... Uh, 
clippity clop of the four horsemen. I mean, you darn near hear those every day. Just about, yeah. In the buttocks. <laughs> uh, this from also Jeffy. Arriba, arriba. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then we've got. Uh, 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 Boo Boo's by Jeffy. Boo Boo's by uh, Jeffy. Yeah. From Joe Biden. Look, Pat, look. Uh, hookers and blow. What are the odds? Sweet cheeks. <laughs> uh, then we have uh, this. Which Jeffy has taken the uh, privilege of murdering over the last few years by using it nonstop. And uh, he's killed it. That's not you, true. You just, yeah, you, drove a, you know, drove a knife right through its heart. <laughs> I have not used that in forever. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay, because you beat it to death. And then, so even for you, it was too much? I had enough. Okay. <laughs> I didn't want to revive it. Just Good. leave it there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then we got Jeffy saying, uh, think about it. And also, let me eat! <laughs> and Fuego. Uh, this fun musical interlude. And then Jeffy says... Well, that's turned into some iconic music, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. Game show. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can quote me on that. Scattered showers of journalism. Then Jeffy... My main man. You know him, you love him. Okay. And uh, we've got uh, Michelle. Michelle Obama. Uh, did I... Oh, boy. Hang on. Oh, boy. Am I? Oh, no. I know it's here somewhere. Okay. Uh, I think it is, anyway. Uh... And Barack knows that we are going to have to make sacrifices. We are going to have to change our conversation. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going to have to change our traditions, our history. We're going to have to move into a different place. Boy, we've done that. Wow. Have we not done that? We sure have. We need to play that more often. (sighs) Maybe it's just me. (laughs) No, it's not just you. But that's what you are... There's another square, of course. Maybe it's just me. But no, it's not just you. Uh, And then I have some kind of grammar peeve. So uh, there it is. The bingo card for the week should be a fun one. Uh, Listen very carefully. And again, dial 888-900-3393. Be the first with your bingo, and you win the $30 from the uh, merch area uh, place that we have. It's a merch area place. It's a merch area place, yes. That we have. So... uh, (laughs) That really describes it well, I think. Uh, right, right there in a nutshell. Uh, okay, our fearless, our fearless brain dead leader was uh, obnoxious again over the weekend. Uh, stupid over the weekend. So was his wife, actually. She was busy at some events over the weekend too, at private fundraisers. Uh, but you know, Mister President. Uh, was you know like we said earlier was over in the Middle East uh, begging and pleading and mm-hmm. saying that he's going to give everybody a bunch of money. Yeah, uh, I mean that was that's and, what he did. And he was placating the Palestinians again. Oh man, jeez, uh, really um, bad. But we, we uh, on Friday he visited uh, with the Palestinian Authority. Mm-hmm. Here's what he had to say: the, Palest- the Palestinian people are hurting now. You feel, you can just feel it. You can feel, you just feel it. Mm-hmm. In the United States, we can feel it. Oh. But we've never really? given up on the word peace. I can't feel peace. it. You know, there must be a political horizon. 
think the Palestinian people can actually see or mm-hmm. at least feel. We cannot allow the hopelessness to seal away the future that so many have worked toward mm-hmm. for so long. Mm-hmm. So even if the ground is not right for, at this moment to restart negotiations. Wait a minute. Does ground get ripe? <laughs> I know fruit gets ripe, but does ground get ripe? <laughs> I guess so. I guess. The United States and my administration will not give up on trying to bring the Palestinians and Israelis mm-hmm. and both sides closer together. I do believe that in this moment, when Israel is improving relations with its neighbors throughout the region, we can harness that same momentum to reinvigorate the peace process between the Palestinian people and the Israelis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he's still pushing the two-state solution. Absolutely. Uh, how do you have a two-state solution when one of the states has vowed to destroy the other one? How do you have a two-state solution when one of them refuses know. to acknowledge the other state? You can't. You just plain cannot. And it is still in the charter of the Palestinian Authority to wipe Israel off the face of the earth. That they will not ever recognize Israel. That's oh, just not something that's going to happen for them. Don't bog me down with facts. I know. Yeah, we need I a know, two-state sorry. solution. Yeah. Yeah, right. And the ground is ripe uh, for the two-state solution, I guess. <laughs> I didn't realize ground ripened. But now we know. We know. Now we, we know. know it does. So that's good. That's really good. Maybe that's just the ground in the uh, Palestinian Authority. It might be there. Yeah, yeah. Just there. It only happens right. in the Palestinian territories. Uh, okay. Uh, we also have some some great pledges that he made oh, to uh, the Palestinian hospitals in East Jerusalem. I, I don't know if you want. I mean, if you want to go with the long one, I don't know mm-hmm. how long. We can start off with the long one and work our way to the shorts. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Well, let's, let's hear, do that. Let's hear what right, he had to say. Let's do the hundred million for the Palestinian hospitals. This, mm-hmm. this, this whole, this whole thing, man. My name is Joe Biden. I am Joe Biden's husband. He started with that. <laughs> oh yeah, it gets me. better. Today, oh, my gosh, I'm pleased to announce the United States is committing an additional one hundred million dollars. There will not be another. Your staffs mm-hmm. and that work for the Palestinian people. <laughs> this is a multi-year commitment. Both resources and expertise. Wait, stop for that a second. Was... What? Run that back again? <laughs> I might have missed uh, for your, for uh, something your, really profound for, there. For your staff and uh huh. <laughs> people that work for the Palestinian people. Uh huh. This is a multi-year commitment. Mm-hmm. Both resources and expertise uh, in both 2010 and 2016. My wife and daughter were killed, and my boys were trapped in a vehicle for three hours when a tractor trailer hit them. The doctors saved their lives, but the what nurses the hell? made them want Pause to it for a second. Uh, Why not- are we going back to 1973? Uh, four? It, when, when did that happen? It gets better. 19 when did that i mean it couldn't have been much more than 19 it was what 73 74 right gotta be right the biden Trump family accident yeah, yeah. early 70s with his first wife biden. his first wife was killed yeah and i think 
uh, a child, right? Yeah, the dog. What's he talking about that for? That was 50 years ago, dude. He's talking about... Dude, come on now. uh, (laughs) 72. 1972, even. Wow. But he's talking about nurses. And that is what gets him onto this because he was talking, you know, he gave his gave money gosh. to the nurses. And it gets it's always about him. Better. It is always about him. It's about him and his first wife. It's about him and Bo. It's gets, about him forget, and Hunter. It's it's I mean, he doesn't mention Hunter. Yeah, of course not. He doesn't mention Hunter. Hunter is completely He does mention this. Uh-huh. He mentions we're getting Does to, he get into Bo? Bo? Mm-hmm. He gets into his time My gosh. in the hospital with the nurses. We're touching his face. It's awesome. Right, let's I see mean, this. it's terrible. Unreal. Cared for them every day. Knew, knew when they were ready, when they weren't ready. <laughs> what? I was making a speech, and uh, I had a terrible headache. <laughs> oh, 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 wow. Excuse me. Seems like headache. he needs a hospital. I want to stop. Pause Is there for, a nurse? Pause for just a second. I just wanted to tell you that when I was watching this four-minute clip, I kept waiting for it. Well, you know, I'll stop it here and you know look for some time stuff out of it. Yeah, there's nowhere to stop because it's all good stuff. It's incredible. Sorry, back. He's having issues now. Coughing. Yes. Is there a nurse in the house? A doctor? (laughs) Because he's had good nurses apparently in the past, and he's going to tell you about them. All right. Good. Sorry. Oh, it's terrible years ago. And I did a very stupid thing. What'd you do? I got on an aircraft and I flew home. Turned out I had uh, two cranial aneurysms. What? And I got rushed to a hospital in the middle of a snowstorm for a nine and a half hour operation that saved my life. Then they had the second operation. They found an aneurysm on the other side of my brain. Mm-hmm. I joked the reason they went in twice to take the top of my head off was they couldn't find a brain the first yeah, time. Yeah, that's not yeah, funny because that's, that's, uh, that's pretty accurate. That. I had a major Pause it for a second. And, and look, no, there's no laughter here. Nobody, <laughs> nobody thinks he's funny. Everybody's like, what? <laughs> they says, A, he's in the Middle East. Does he realize that? <laughs> I mean, it's a little different. The sarcasm and the parody and the self-deprecation thing, it doesn't work as well. I used to joke around. Over there. Uh, as it, You know, I don't know that it would work here exceptionally well because he's so awful. But <laughs> he'd have a better shot here than yes. there. You know? So, okay. Uh, All right. Onward. <laughs> what else? Onward. It almost killed me. Okay. Nothing unusual that other people haven't gone through. But I look back on, and I don't think you nurses are nearly appreciated enough. What I found was, you lie in the ICU, and I've not said this publicly before, and you look at the monitors, and you know if the line goes flat. Uh-huh. Leader of the free world right here. Right. You don't know who each monitor is, but you know. And I really mean it. Wait. True. Stop for just a second. So you look at the monitors, mm-hmm. and you know oh. you're dead, and, and, and you see it. You see it flatlining. And then there. you look at the monitors, and you, and you, you know don't you're know dead. what they do. You don't, you don't know, know they what do. they do, but, but you, know you know you're dead. You're, you're dead because you're hearing the. Boo. Thank you. 
Here it comes. There it is. Oh, yeah. yeah. No. You don't want to hear that. No, you don't want to hear that. Because then you know you're dead. You're looking at the monitor. You don't know what it does, but, but you, you hear the flat dead. line, and you know you're dead. <laughs> okay. Uh, what uh, other profound oh, things did he have to say? Just get tired. Even when you're not in pain, you just want to quit. And the nurses at Walter Reed Hospital would come up mm-hmm. and rub my face <laughs> and whisper in my ear. What about your legs? Pause it for a that's second. For the kids. Did they did they rub no, his legs? No, that's for the kids. And watch the hair come back up, and then <laughs> I was they, <laughs> that was the kids in the pool. That no, okay, the that's not that's not the nurses. Yeah, no. Okay, all right. I just was curious if maybe the nurses like that too. Hey, let's push the hair down on his legs and watch it come back up again because you know people love that so much. You can't do anything about it. He's just laying yeah, here. He's laying here. He's in a coma or whatever. I don't know. What's his deal? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He had it's, surgery on it's his, surgery his, his in brain, his brain because of the aneurysm. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And they would come up and mm-hmm. touch his face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ugh. But they wouldn't rub his legs no. and watch the hair go back up. All right, let's see what else they did to him. It's going to be okay. Might get kind of creepy here It'll soon. Be okay. <laughs> It'll be okay. They <clears throat> made a difference in my life. Yeah. My son spent a year in Iraq. Oh, boy. <laughs> he was the attorney general of the state of Delaware. No, why haven't he we heard be that the man before? Standing here talking to you as president, not me. Yeah, mm-hmm. I wish he was. He came home. I don't know about that. He no, he couldn't be worse. Okay, where he slept for a year in Iraq was mm-hmm. about 150 yards from a burn pit, where they burned everything from fuel to, to garbage. To garbage. Okay, well, he that's went interesting. the fittest guy in his regiment. Burn his pit. Outfit. Mm-hmm. I came home with stage four glioblastoma. I watched for 14 months. Pause it. Is he tying care. that into the burn pit? Is that what that was about? Yep. Is he trying to say that he got cancer oh, in yeah. Iraq? Oh, yeah. Really? No, the burn pit caused his cancer. That's wow. I mean, do we know that for a fact does he know that there's no way that the army admitted yeah your son got uh cancer from the burn pit that he slept 150 feet from no way i mean maybe they no maybe way they have there's no way no way would they admit that not in a million years i mean they I barely mean, admitted admitted agent, agent orange, orange after I, I, decades yes and they actually have i know of cases where they've said yeah, you know what? We'll uh, we'll take care of it, but we're just never going to admit on any paperwork that you had it where mm-hmm. in the Agent Orange stuff. Mm-hmm. I know that for a fact. They could be injecting you with crap and wouldn't admit to it. <laughs> Ask the Tuskegee uh, Tuskegee Airmen about that. Uh, come on. Okay. The burn right. pit. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, I want to see the medical diagnosis on that. I got to see it. I want to see it. All right, let's see uh, the rest of this. Wow, this is incredible. I watched for 14 months. Mm-hmm. The nurses take care of him. The doctors as well, but every day. Yeah. Every single day. But you're, you're pandering to nurses right and now. So, so I really mean it from the bottom of my heart. Sure you do. Nurses. Sure. Nurses. Doctors are critical. I'm not in any uh, way diminishing the role of a doctor. Right, okay. But, but nurses. But nurses. 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 Doctors are fine, but nurses. 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 Male and female. Nurses. As anybody else does. Right. 
nurses. Thank you, folks. Appreciate it very, very much. Okay, now he doesn't Thank know where you. to go. Yep, he's lost again, dumbass. <laughs> I can't, Riveting. I can't. Riveting. Oh, oh my gosh. Riveting. Either that or uh, agonizing. <laughs> One of the two. One of the two. I'm, and he has made these uh, burn wow. pits case before. He has. Yes, he has. And he wants to wow. help burn pit veterans. And uh, as the army admitted to the burn pit situation, there's no way <laughs> that they have not. Now, he might be trying to get them to admit to it. But can you imagine how many how many troops are going to be compensated as a result of burn pits if they figure out that that's causing cancer for these guys? Well, wow. Burn pits. These burn pits are located. Yeah. yeah the airborne mm. toxins reported. Obama. Ah. Okay, you looked that up while I uh, tell you about real estate agents I trust. Because selling <clears throat> selling your home is challenging, and that's why you need a real estate agent who's going to come in and take charge of the situation. If you need your house painted, they know who to talk to. If you need to replace stairs in the backyard, they got a number for you. Uh, roof repair, they know a guy. That's the kind of service you're looking for in a real estate agent. Real estate agents I trust. It's Glenn's company, and when you have the kind of agents who work with us, working for you, you can rest assured that you're going to be in the hands of a capable team. These agents will see your selling process through from the day you interview them until the moment you sign on the dotted line. And the same goes for buying a home, too. So whatever you're doing, you're buying, you're selling, or maybe you're doing both because you're relocating. Real estate agents, I trust the name says it all. Try them out. You're going to love these agents. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. It's Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blakes. What else we find out about burn pits? Well, there is a registry. Okay. There's a registry that Obama started, and they wanted to establish the burn pit registry. For service members serving in areas of Iraq and Afghanistan who were potentially mm-hmm. exposed to toxic byproducts from burning these materials during during their deployments. Um, and I'll just leave you with creation of the burn pit registry has been slow and plagued with problems. I'll just leave it there. So, I mean, there's... <laughs> <laughs> slow and plagued, plagued with, with problems. problems. What a surprise. Hmm. Wow, you mean it's not smooth sailing? I know it's not. To make a claim against a burn pit? <laughs> huh. <laughs> Interesting. Jeez. Unbelievable. I know. Unbelievable. I, know. I mean, that was a bunch of hogwash. So almost five minutes of it. Oh my gosh. I mean, wow. And I feel like I mean that that came from the Daily Mail and some of it uh was edited because I did not watch the that entire thing live on c-span or whatever so mm-hmm. i'm not sure what was out of it mm-hmm. you know what what they took out of it but if there it, could have been more good eating there. yes could have <laughs> probably was i'm sure it was Yeah, because i could not i didn't watch his nonsense really? over the weekend live i no, i did not isn't that something uh i, I wouldn't I, I don't think i'd be here today 
If I had. <laughs> you go out of your way to I, catch my head would have exploded. live. Yeah, no, no, thank you. In the Middle East. But he also said he uh, raised Khashoggi at the top of the Saudi meeting. He, he brought up Adnan Khashoggi, who, of course, was tortured and killed uh, at the behest, apparently, of the Saudi prince. And so if he brought that up, that must have been a little bit of a sore subject. And I think that'll help us get the oil that we're seeking from them. I think they like that when you bring up really uncomfortable things like, hey, uh, Adnan Khashoggi, right? And how about some oil? <laughs> well, he's... Hey, so you murdered a, a journalist over here, right? Because uh, he was, what, getting too close to the truth for you guys? And like it. And by the way, we need some oil. Uh, well, how he, about you increase oil production? He said, he's, uh, uh, he told me he didn't have anything to do with it. I told him I didn't believe him. Oh, oh okay. All right. Hey, can we have some oil? <laughs> Here's what he had to say there. Respect to the murder of Khashoggi, I raised it at the top of the meeting, making mm. it clear what I thought of it at the time mm-hmm. and what I think of it now. And it was exactly, I was straightforward and direct in discussing it. I made my view crystal clear. Oh, I bet you did. I said very straightforwardly. For an American president to be silent on an issue of human rights is this consistent with, inconsistent with who we are and who I am. I'll always stand up for our values. Mr. President, what was the Crown Prince's response to your comments about Khashoggi? He basically said that he, uh, he, he was not personally responsible for it. I, I indicated I thought he was. He said oh, he was not you personally did not. responsible for it. Get out of here. Against ah, ah. those who were responsible. So we just heard from Jamal Khashoggi's wife who said, after this visit, the blood of MBS's next victim is on your hands. What do you say to Mrs. Khashoggi? I'm sorry she feels that way. I was straightforward back then. I was straightforward today. Mm-hmm. What I, this is a meeting. Not I didn't come here to meet with the Crown Prince. I came here to meet with the GCC and nine nations to deal with the security and, and uh, the needs of, of the free world, and particularly the United States, and not leave a vacuum here, which was happening as it has in other parts mm. of the world. Uh, Mr. President, do you regret calling the Saudis a pariah? I don't regret anything I said. Did the do you still feel that way, though, Mr. President? Yeah, because he's never said anything wrong. Do I regret it? I don't regret anything that I said. Mm. What happened to mm-hmm. Khashoggi was outrageous. Mr. President? Yes. You're coming under a lot of fire for your fist bump with the crown prince. Why? <laughs> I just want to give you a chance to respond to that. But also, how can you be sure that another incident, another murder like Jamal Khashoggi's won't happen again? Well, well you can't I love be. you. What a silly question. How could I possibly be sure of any of that? Right, that's I true. I just made it clear. If point. anything occurs like that again, yeah. you'll get that yeah. response and much more. Yeah. yeah, he's a douchebag, uh-huh. but uh, yeah. and a very angry old man. He's uh, he's a crotchety coot, isn't he? <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> and I love how he, he made it. He made it okay though by saying, oh, "Bless your heart." Yeah, that doesn't. I love you. Yeah, that doesn't I work. Love you, but <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't mean it's okay to berate the reporter. But it was kind of a stupid yes, question. So I will. Good. I will grant you that. Because you can't guarantee There's that. No way. I mean, he, what? Maybe if we uh, attack Saudi Arabia and uh, reinstall a government, a puppet government, maybe then you could, maybe then you could be sure that they're not going to kill any other journalists. But as not long as they're then. a sovereign nation, you can't. There's nothing you can do. What are you supposed to do? You can put pressure on them, and that's all we can do, really.
And it's good that he doesn't want to leave a vacuum in the Middle East mm-hmm. uh, when we could have uh, left some uh, some of our military in Afghanistan just to, you know, hang out. Yeah. Take care of a few things. Right. Do a little dusting. Clean up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And like, nope. a, like a Kirby vacuum. Yeah. Cleaner. Oh, yeah. You got to leave. Over there. Yeah. You got to leave the Kirby. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't want to leave a vacuum. He did leave. Yeah. A massive He vacuum. created one. Yeah, he did. Yes, he did. And uh, that was a debacle that you can't forget. We and, can't forget. And I hope America remembers it in November because we have a tendency to forget these things. But even Democrats thought that was a debacle because it was. It was one of the biggest debacles in American history. Uh, and he was completely responsible for it, despite the fact that he tried to blame that all on Trump. Well, I was going by his timeline. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Everything else... That was Trump's. You eliminated. Yes. You got rid of. But man, that timeline was sacrosanct. We had to stick by <laughs> Trump's timeline. <laughs> Get out of here. So ridiculous. Wow, he's uh, really bad. Well, there's some more really, bad. Really I mean, bad. goodness, badness uh, from his trip. Yeah. Still to come. Okay. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Can't wait to hear it and see it. I bet. Good. Uh, Coming up on Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray Unleashed. Got some tweets here. Carl Smith tweets, uh, President Biden begged the Saudis for oil since we don't have any left in America because that damn Donald Trump took it with him when he left. Right? Ha! Dang it. We should have known that the barrels that he was piling in the back of his car were oil. Big barrels of oil. I didn't realize that. Yellow sticker bandit. Uh, so is Lunchbox Joe now gas can Joe <laughs> uh, from Squatching Duck. Joe really enjoys giving away the money he takes from us by force in ways that don't help us at all. Mm-hmm. And uh, from Hippie Patriot, bit of both, our president... Is agonizing. Why, oh, why is he in the Middle East talking about nurses rubbing him down? <laughs> I wish the footage you showed could have spanned the audience. Would have loved to have seen their faces. Yeah. Uh, unbelievable. Seriously I, unbelievable. It, I know. And it gets better. Mm. Because, oh, good. Because, uh, yeah. uh, you know, he talked mm. about uh, the struggles that, uh, that he had uh-huh. uh, in the hospital. He talked about the struggles that uh, his family had mm-hmm. in the hospital but how great the nurses were and how wonderful they were and man he loves to tell the nurses his, story his son had yeah nurses any nurses, chance he gets nurses, to nurses. speak about a hospital he loves to talk about nurses the doctors the so doctors were weird. fine but right the nurses, but the nurses, nurses. oh man the nurses <laughs> mm, those <laughs> nurses he definitely has a thing for nurses definitely yeah but he also but he's, he's donating uh, something to the uh, to the West Bank in Gaza Strip, right? The Palestinians That's are going right. to get something really great. Here he's here he talks about it. I'd be a little pissed actually if I was them. The best way to feed the flame of hope is to demonstrate mm. that things can be better. And President Abbas, the United States is a partner in this work to improve the day to day lives of the Palestinian people. That's why when I came to office, I reserved. The policy, I reversed the policies in my Okay, predecessor. stop for a second. Just now before we get to the part where he did. <laughs> All right. He can't see. 
the teleprompter. No, that's right. Yeah. In this entire, he that's can't right. see it. Right. You, I mean, he is struggling through the whole thing. That's one of his big issues. Real yeah. bad. Yeah. All right, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Let's see. Assessor and resumed aid to the Palestinians. More than a half a billion dollars in 2021. That support for the economic development of the Palestinian people. To strengthen Palestinian security, to provide food for people to eat, to respond to the pandemic, including donating more than one million doses of COVID-19 to the West Bank and Gaza. (laughs) It also includes more than four hundred million humanitarian assistance to. Stop. Because I don't think that's a very nice thing to do. (laughs) It is not. Donate a million doses of COVID-19 to them? Wow. Do they want that? I don't know. Have they asked for that? (laughs) Uh, oh. President Biden, when you when you come here, could you bring a million doses of COVID nineteen with you? We'd like to infect our entire population. So stupid! I know. Oh man! I know. And and you'd like to? Well, no, I would. But you'd like to give him a break? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't like to give him. He doesn't give us any. He doesn't give us any breaks. So I'm not giving him any. He said he wants to donate a million doses of COVID nineteen. I'm taking That's him at his said. word. That's Why would said. you do that? If I was the if I was you know the Palestinians, I'd be a little pissed. I'm a lot pissed. I don't want your COVID nineteen. You keep that in the United States. Why don't you give that back to China? <laughs> <laughs> well, then he claims nobody's ever wondered what I mean. What when I say the question is, I sometimes. <laughs> Say all what I mean. What? Wait, okay. Let's... Why are you all so surprised the way I react? Mm-hmm. No one's ever wondered what I mean what I say. The question is I sometimes say all that I mean. <laughs> okay. Okay. That yeah. quote again was no one's ever wondered that I mean what I say. The question is I sometimes say all what I mean. Okay. You have a problem with that? Uh, no. Okay. Nope. That says it all right I mean, there. He wrapped it up right there for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's how good he is. No uh, one's ever questioned that. Why are you so surprised? No one's ever questioned. Get out of here. Who does he think he is? Oh, man. No one's ever questioned that you mean what you say? Yeah, we have. Many times. <laughs> like, every day we question if you mean what you say. Because you're a lying sack of yes. crap, for one thing. He lies every day. But sometimes. Every day. I say all of what I mean or something. Or right? something. Yeah. I guess. Uh, yeah. Here he is uh, comparing being Palestinian oh. with being Irish American. Can't this wait to a, hear this. This is another time when you're thinking, what? What? Yeah. I, uh, my background and the background of my family is Irish American. And uh, mm-hmm. we uh, have a, uh, a long history oh boy. of uh, not fundamentally unlike the Palestinian people with uh, mm-hmm. Great Britain and their attitude toward Irish Catholics over the years for 400 years. Oh, okay. See. <laughs> uh, so not unlike. he disparages Great Britain there for no apparent reason. I mean, what do you do? Why? Why do you bring up the Britain-Irish conflict at this particular juncture? Why? Why would you do that? 
You're an American president. Our closest ally in the world is Great Britain. And you stand there and bring up this sore spot with them. That's that's good, right? To the Palestinians <laughs> who are not allies, who are not friends of the United States. But you're pandering so much that you're trying to be just like them. Like, oh, yeah. Okay, so you had problems as an Irish American? Really? I mean, they think they're living in apartheid. <laughs> and you bring that up. I mean, they're not. The Israelis don't treat them uh, like South Africa treated blacks under apartheid. It's, it's an asinine comparison. But that's what they I think. Mean, I don't know. They that's what a, they think. They've got a pretty good case now. We're delivering COVID-19 to them. <laughs> that's... I don't know. <laughs> Maybe you ought to change your tune. <laughs> oh, man. Jeez. Uh, so were there two? Were there? Was there another thing he said about Irish Catholics and Great Britain? Or have we heard about No, both? that's all. That's all about that. Then he talked just about the, uh, the how we were going to be... Uh, Remain active and engaged in the Middle East, Pat. All right. Okay, good. The United States is clear-eyed about the challenges in the Middle East and about where we have the greatest capacity to help drive positive outcomes. Our objectives are focused on, excuse me, are focused, realistic, and achievable so that we can target our resources, rebuild trust, and deliver real results. He doesn't know what he's saying. And we will operate in the context of the Middle East as it is today. Mm. A region more united than it has been in years. The GCC is a prime example of that. Former rivals reestablish diplomatic and economic ties. New memberships are being forged. Pause for a second. How big is the font he's looking at? I don't know. I don't know. 72? I'm guessing. It's still not big enough. <laughs> got, you've got like two letters per line, <laughs> and that's not, why he struggles, but it's, it's not big enough. It's not big enough. It's not. Because uh, he's just looking down and reading it. Yeah. Just monotonely reading it from the paper, so you know that's gigantic <laughs> font. Uh, he's, all right, let's see the rest of this. And increasingly, the world is seeing the Mideast, the Middle East through the lens of opening and opportunity. Let me state clearly that the United States is going to remain an active, engaged partner in the Middle East. As the world grows more competitive and the challenges we face more complex, it is only becoming clear to me that how closely interwoven America's interests are with the successes of the Middle East. We will not walk away and leave a vacuum to be filled by China, Russia, or Iran. We'll seek to build on this moment with active, principled American leadership. Guys, he's an embarrassment. He's a national embarrassment. Terrible. Oh, man. Terrible. Now, I've had this sent to me multiple times Hmm. over the weekend, uh, saying that this should be the new theme music for Chewing the Fat. Wednesdays here on Pat Unleashed. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he arrived uh, at the Palestinian uh, territory, the Palestinian Authority, they greeted him, the world leader that he is, mm-hmm. with their band. Oh, and they played and their national and they played, anthem. They played our national anthem. Oh, they played I'm ours. Sure they, I'm sure they played theirs as well. Okay, but but I, they played ours. They played ours as well. Oh, good. And it was. I bet uh, it was terrific. It was an honor. 
Yeah. It was an honor to be a proud American. All right. Well, then let's, uh, let's stand up and hear it. Hmm. Is this the first time they've ever played it? (laughs) (laughs) They should have practiced it a few times. It's a tough, right? It's a tough piece of music, you know? You don't just tackle this once. (laughs) I can't wait to hear the high note. Yeah, you got to be proud, uh, you, right? Yeah, oh, got to yeah, be proud. Have to be proud. Ooh. <laughs> you have to be proud. Yeah, it was bad. Proud to be an American, <laughs> right there. Uh, uh, I know. Man. And look, Jill Biden said over the weekend <clears throat> uh, she was in uh, Nantucket mm-hmm. uh, for her Democratic National Committee fundraiser as uh, Joe was wrapping up his uh, four-day trip to the Middle East, and she told donors that her husband's political agenda has been sidetracked by unexpected crises at home and overseas. Mm. And so, whew, I mean, she's, she's just saying that, uh, you know, it's, it's a problem for the president. and um, she's, He's been hamstrung by crises here in mm. the U.S. Yeah. Um, you know what? That happens to every president. Really? Yeah, yeah. Every president has unexpected things happen during his oh. uh, presidency. Yeah, what? every single, all 46, is it 46 or 47? All 46 have had something happen that they didn't expect during their presidency. Yeah, but with gun violence, Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Yeah, it's Supreme like nobody else reversal has had of Roe v. Like Wade. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just had so many things so thrown many his things. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who would have ever thought about what happened with Roe v. Wade? Well, maybe we saw it coming, but still we didn't believe it. Setbacks at home and abroad had also curtailed her own agenda. Well, oh, no. I, mean, I know. What What is her uh, agenda exactly? Because... <laughs> I hate to even think about what her agenda might be. Oh, let's see. I was saying to myself, I was second lady. I worked on community colleges. I worked on military families. I've worked on cancer. Well, that's nice of her. Mm-hmm. They were supposed to be my areas of focus. Oh, was she trying to improve it? Which, but I don't <laughs> what know. What did she do with cancer? But then we got in the White House. <laughs> yeah. I had to be, with all that was happening, the first lady of the moment. Uh, and what was she planning? To I don't be? know. I don't know. Okay. She, neither Maybe she was planning on working you know, a little bit more on cancer. I don't know. Neither of these two make any sense at all. They're, they're absolutely terrible. And there's just no getting around it. <laughs> she sucks. He sucks. And everything they try to say and 
all the excuses they make, what she's doing there is just making excuses for Joe. Not getting anything done on his agenda, supposedly. Uh, And I'm, you know, I don't want him to because his agenda is the worst. The worst agenda ever imagined by an American president. I don't want him to succeed on it because it it will tear America apart. And he's doing a pretty good job of that. Yeah, he is. Yes, he is. But her excuses, like, oh, things happened. Yeah, every single time. Ask George W. Bush about 9 11. Did you expect that? <laughs> was that was that something that sidetracked an agenda? <laughs> huh, I wonder. <laughs> I wonder. Hmm. Yeah, weird. Weird. That is weird. Yeah. Uh, so. <sighs> but for them, you know, they've always got to have somebody to blame. Yes. Because he hasn't taken responsibility for a single thing. Not one thing. After we heard him say during the campaign, he was the one who was going to oh, take yes. responsibility, admit his mistakes, and take responsibility. Really? What happened to that? Because let's see. Do I have that? I just... And that's not it. Although it's... Here it is. I know what the job takes... I've sat for hundreds of hours in the Situation Room. Mm-hmm. For eight years, I was vice president in every major decision. I know how difficult the job is. Okay. And one more thing I'll do. And one more thing. I'll take responsibility. Oh. oh. I'll acknowledge my mistakes when I make them. Nice. And I'll level with the American people. Well, that'll be refreshing. <laughs> that will be refreshing. As soon as that starts to happen, that'll be really refreshing from him. Because so far, it's been... That is a consequence uh, of... Thus far, mm-hmm. the refusal of mm-hmm. uh, of uh, Russia, of Russia or, or, uh, or the OPEC nations OPEC to, to uh, pump, uh, more pump more oil. The significant reason why okay. prices are up is, is because of COVID affecting the supply. Oh, COVID! Change. I'm sorry. The current COVID. spike in gas prices largely the fault of Vladimir Putin. Vladimir Putin, Putin, Putin to COVID. And Vladimir Putin's Putin. Price hike here causes problem. Uh-huh. No. Vladimir Putin. Did. Vladimir Putin did. It was the previous administration whose reckless policies oh, and mismanagement no. led to yeah. the record budget deficits. Huh. <laughs> Seriously. But take responsibility. But he's going to take responsibility. That'll be really great. The buck stops here with you somebody else with over there them with him with that with the sun was in my eyes keep getting sidetracked the wind was blowing ah the moon was out that night Ah, if only the moon hadn't been shining we could have got that done Ah! (laughs) not one thing no i mean i would love to hear one thing he's ever accepted responsibility for because i seriously can't think of one thing there is one triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three more pack gray unleashed coming up pat ray welcome hey now great to have you with us triple eight nine hundred Thirty-three ninety-three. Also at Pat Unleashed on Twitter, uh, where bad engineer tweets. The font on the teleprompter cam can only get so big. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, true. It's true. Otherwise, it starts. You know, you get one letter here, one letter here, and then it has to switch. And so it takes about eight lines to read one word. <laughs> so, 
He's yeah. almost there. He's. I think he's there. Yeah, I think he is there. Uh, Benjamin Flensborg tweets, well, he and the EU lunatics aren't trying to put out any fires in the Ukraine either, so sticking to what they know, I guess. Mm-hmm. I'm a licking butter. Joe is channeling Al Sharpton. What he says makes perfect sense in his mind. Okay. Uh, Jimmy Dimples, I'm puzzled by that rendition of the Star Spangled Banner. I, I thought Islamic countries banned alcoholic drink. <laughs> From Bovine Scatology, actually, Pat, that rendering of the National Anthem, national anthem was spot on. As America flounders through the time continuum via our blundering, bumbling fools in D.C., uh, rowdy introvert, that rendition of the national anthem is unfortunately fitting of the current administration. A little flat, amateur, few, if any, correct notes, and extremely hard for people to witness. Yeah. That about wraps it up, man. Yeah, it does. It sure does. It does. Uh, the president was talking about uh, uh, his call to Petro, uh, Petro Poroshenko after the 2016 oh, yeah. election. Uh, man, this is uh, incredible, this this audio. Uh, yeah. It's, have you heard it yet? I have not. I have not. I looking mean, forward to it. Darn near. Uh, I mean, it pretty much threatens him. Okay, so uh, Poroshenko was the former leader of Ukraine. Correct. Um, back in 2016. I think from, I don't know, 2014 to 2019. And then and then this guy, Zelensky, took over. But uh, So this audio... Uh, is they claim comes days after the the 2016 election before mm-hmm. Trump's inauguration. Okay. Okay. So he calls uh, Poroshenko, and uh, well, this is the call. All right. Overdrive to clean up loose ends. November 16, 2016, two weeks after Donald Trump's victory, Joe Biden is on the phone with Poroshenko. His voice tenser now than before. This is getting very, very close. What I don't want to have happen, I don't want Trump to get into position where he thinks he's about to buy onto a policy where the financial system is going to collapse and he's going to be looked to to pour more money into Ukraine. That's how he'll think about it before he gets sophisticated enough to know the details. In other words, Biden does not want Ukraine asking for more money from Trump. Doing hmm. so would cause Trump to look into the details. So My anything you can do gosh. to push the, the, the private bank uh, um, to closure so that the IMF loan comes forward, I would respectfully suggest is critically important to your economic as well as physical security. Critically important. He didn't want him looking into all of the nonsense with his son and what was going on there. Wow. Along with physical security. Ah, that's fascinating. Wow. Jeez. But he didn't know anything about uh, (laughs) Hunter's business dealings. Ukraine, I I didn't even know he'd been to Ukraine. What? What? Ukraine is a country in Europe. Okay. Yeah, that's all yeah, he knew. That's all he knew at the time. Had no idea that Hunter Biden had been to Europe. <laughs> he didn't know that. That's incredible. That is really something. <laughs> uh, and, you know, we have known for years that there's corruption in Ukraine. 
He even talked yes, about he's it. Admitted it. He's admitted it. He's admitted it. it. And so now, with him pumping billions and billions and billions into Ukraine, we're supposed to just ignore that eh. and think, oh, that's fine. Eh. That's great. There's nothing wrong there. There's no corruption going on there. There's no money laundering system happening here. This is all fine. It's completely above board. Hmm. Amazing. Very, very interesting, yes, isn't it? it? Is. Yes, it is. <sighs> yes, it is. Oh, you know, gosh darn it. <clears throat> By some estimates, we're up to almost $100 billion that we poured into Ukraine right now. $100 billion. And it's still not enough. Oh, no. He wants $9 billion a month now. Yeah. Still not enough. And I guess, you know, uh, who's going to give him that? But us. We're the only ones who, who could. We're the only ones who would give him $9 billion a month. <laughs> I mean, it probably averages more than that so far. If you were to look at the money that we poured into that, that's way more than $9 billion a month. Because we did a $40 billion deal just a little while a little ago. We did tens of billions of dollars before that. We pump in a billion, one point two billion here, four hundred million there. I mean, we've given well over nine billion a month since this thing began. If you average it out, I mean, I, I hate Putin too. Yeah, I don't, I don't uh, have any love for Vladimir Putin, none whatsoever. But uh, the Ukraine situation—they're not. Uh, you know, they're not perfection personified, okay? They're not, yeah, that is not, they shouldn't be hero worshipped like is happening here. Like it's definitely happening here. Jeez. Definitely uh, happening. In fact, there's a, there is a uh, Republican, um, Ukrainian-born representative in the House. Victoria Sparts is her name. And she, because she was born in Ukraine, the Republicans are kind of giving her a platform to speak about this stuff. But now they don't like what she's saying. Oh. Because oh. Uh, she is talking about the corruption in Ukraine. Oh, no. And they don't want her doing that. <laughs> Nobody does. The Democrats don't want that. The Republicans don't want that. Nobody wants her. Shh. Shh. Don't talk about corruption in Ukraine. People won't uh, support our massive war effort on their behalf. Shh. Stop talking about that. Uh, she got a rare rebuke last weekend from the Ukrainian foreign ministry, too, which accused her of trying to earn extra political capital on baseless speculation when she said that there was corruption in Ukraine and Zelensky is a problem. Uh, they're concerned that her public break from Zelensky and her corruption accusations about his closest aides could portend future cracks in U.S. support for Ukraine, especially as the midterm elections approach. Yeah, we don't want that. No. We don't want no, that. No, no, no. Please let us just keep pumping money into this situation. Shut up. It's really something. It sure is. Really something. And rather than anybody saying, hey, maybe we should look into what she's saying. She was born there. She must know some things about Ukraine, right? Nope. Nobody wants to do that. Nobody wants to look into it. Don't look into it at all. Just bash her. Uh, Pretty interesting. Pretty interesting. And it does lead me to believe that uh, there is mm, some kickback going on. 
not just corruption maybe in ukraine maybe there's a little corruption here as well yeah i mean they you know i i joked around about last week when they were all you know when uh when they went over there they go over there they get their they get their pictures taken and uh they say how good the war effort is going and how we need to support them and they pick up their envelope and they come back home their envelope mm-hmm. of cash and they come back home mm-hmm. i mean I don't even know if you need to have an envelope anymore. It just gets transferred into your account. Right. You know what I mean. Um, you know, it's this, mm-hmm. they're, they're all, they're all on the pay. They're all getting the kick. Yeah. All wouldn't, getting their take. Wouldn't surprise me at all. I mean, there's a lot of money involved here and nobody seems to be asking any questions about where any of it where, winds no, up. There's no, is there any oversight as to how they're spending this money? No, there's none. Not that I've seen. We have no idea where the weapons go or where the money goes. No idea. All I know is I hear, well, we're giving them another $40 billion or whatever it is. And right. then it's like, not long after that $40 billion was, yeah, we're going to need $9 billion a month. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hmm. All right. How about no on that? <laughs> How about no? <laughs> I mean, I'm willing to help them, and we have. I'm. I, I, but I'm not willing for this thing to be never-ending and open-ended and there's no exit strategy no i mean our fearless leader has said however long it takes whatever that's, they need. that's what he says however, they however they long it, it takes uh no no not however, however long, long it, takes. it takes absolutely not no i mean that could be years right i don't want to be involved in ukraine and and the russian ukraine war for years uh no i don't even want to be involved now to be honest with you i don't right me too i you know i i get i don't want ukraine wants to have their sovereign nation and bless them they yeah they should Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. go go do it Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah go do it yeah absolutely all right triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three uh, another fascinating uh, situation. There was a uh, shooting at a mall in Indiana over the weekend. Four people were killed. Um, three, excluding the shooter. shooter. Yeah. Four, and nobody's talking about this really. Let's see. Shooter. Oh, okay. Yep. CNN is on it right now. Actually, so good for them for talking about it, despite the fact that this is something. What happened here is what they ca- claim can never happen. Right. Oh, that never happens where a good guy with a gun stops a bad guy with a gun. Yeah, it happens all the time. And here's another instance where it did happen. This guy went into the mall with a rifle and a, um, a handgun and a whole bunch of ammo. And he started shooting people. Yeah. And he killed three people before this guy uh, this good person with a gun shot him dead, and they said it happened um, right away. So the guy was intent on killing who knows how many people. Right. Who knows? He went into the food court and just started shooting, but this guy with a gun shot him dead, and that was it. So he did. He managed to kill three people, uh, but it could have been much, much worse. I mean, I'm sorry anyone died. <clears throat> Me too. Good. Me too. But uh, so... The four people includes the suspected shooter, so I don't know if that if that qualifies then as a mass shooting. But well, they certainly are calling it that. 
The suspect, identified only as an adult male, entered the mall with a rifle. Several magazines of ammunition began firing in the food court. He was taken out by an armed civilian who shot the man dead. The, the suspect's death makes the death toll four, though only three were killed by the yeah. suspect. The real hero of the day is a citizen that was lawfully carrying a firearm in that food court and was able to stop the shooter almost as soon as he began, according to a police spokesman. One of the two wounded people was a 12-year-old girl with just a minor injury. So three dead, two wounded. Police said she and the other wounded individual were transported to local hospitals. Both are in stable condition. Four of the victims who were hit by gunfighter were female, while one was male. Uh, The police uh, spokesperson said he didn't yet know the specific gender or ages of those who were killed. Witnesses reported to local journalists that they heard somewhere in the vicinity of 20 to 30 shots during the attempted massacre. So this guy really intended to kill Just opened up. a yeah. lot of people. And fortunately, there was a good person with a gun who stopped it. And he said, almost immediately. Pretty amazing. 888 Let me tell you about Patriot Mobile. With the recent rulings from the Supreme Court, it's worth mentioning that these wins didn't happen on their own. It, it took the support of companies like Patriot Mobile, who have passionately fought on behalf of the unborn and your constitutional rights. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative mobile phone provider, and they've been on the front lines fighting for your values for years. This is why Patriot Mobile is different from other every other provider out there. Inflation has made it really hard on many Americans. Thankfully, Patriot Mobile has plans for almost any budget. And they offer the same nationwide coverage as all the major carriers. So you get the same service, plus the knowledge that your money is going to a company fighting for the sanctity of life, religious freedom, and the Second Amendment. Go to patriotmobile.com pat or call 972-PATRIOT. Use the offer code PAT to get free activation. If you're a veteran or a first responder, please let them know because they have special discounts just for you. Come join our movement and make this switch today. PatriotMobile.com slash Pat or 972-PATRIOT. Pat Gray Unleashed. Hey, congratulations to Leah Thomas. Yay! Nominee for Woman of the Year. Isn't that great? That is. So now a man can become woman of the year. That's wonderful. (laughs) Isn't that wonderful? That's great. So the woman of the year has a man unit. Interesting. Take that, females. Yeah. Take that, women. (laughs) That's how good men are. (laughs) They can become woman of the year. All right? So put that in your pipe and smoke it right there. (laughs) <laughs> oh man i who's is that a sport thing uh, I, yeah from the university Illustrated? of pennsylvania the who is it? Uh, i think it's the ncaa actually really uh, the ncaa now didn't uh, with you know with the uh, university of pennsylvania was rachel levine the woman of the year last year oh she was nominated right yeah i think she was nominated but maybe she didn't win 
that's right. But okay, so and, and this is no just guarantee. a nomination. There's for the, yeah, correct. There's no Leah guarantee Thomas. that Leah is going to win. Right. I mean, there's God. no guarantee. Let's. <laughs> it's possible that she won't win. Right. It's possible, but I mean, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> It'll be interesting to follow that particular uh, woman of the year story. That'll be interesting. Uh, also, um, oh, yeah. more has come out about Uvalde. Nearly, yeah, this is amazing, nearly 400 law enforcement officers were at Rob Elementary School. 400? Yeah. And nobody went in there until 77 minutes had passed? 400. And not one of them that says, you know what? I'm not waiting. I'm going in. I'm going in. You guys can wait if you want. You can stay out here. You can hassle the parents. Uh, I'm going in. Not one out of 400 did that. Incredible. I was looking at a chart uh, that CNN had put up. Uh, 376 responders in total. 20 different agencies. 148 from the United States Border Patrol, 91 from the Texas Department of Public Safety, 14 from the Department of Homeland Security. Jeez. Wow. Wow. So we had federal agents, we had local agents. And no one in charge. Nobody. Nobody in charge. And nobody who just said, I'm going to put a stop to this. This is ridiculous. Well, they thought, right? They they thought that it was uh, their... their initial excuse was that they somewhere along the line it turned from a uh live shooter event to a hostage lockdown event mm-hmm. and that's what held everybody back i you heard the shots going I know. off there's no way is that just a hostage situation the, he was shooting people the report stated, there is no one to whom we can attribute malice or ill motives. Instead, we found systemic failures and egregious poor decision making. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that anybody was, I, I've never thought anywhere along the way. Okay, well, people just wanted, uh, some of these cops just wanted right. the children to die. I mean, nobody thinks that. No. Nobody thinks that. We just don't think you had the fortitude to go in there and do it. That's what I'm left to believe. Nobody had the giblets to just take the bull by the horns and go kill this 18-year-old kid who is shooting elementary school kids. And you got 376 law enforcement officers, and not one of them does that. Goes up and actually pushes on the door to find out, oh, wow, that's not hey, even locked. Wow. That's not even locked. Good thing I have my uh, ballistic shield here. Now I'm going to go in and kill this guy. Nope. Not until 77 minutes had passed. Right. Jeez. Mm. So the report regarding the May 24th massacre found an overall lackadaisical approach by federal, state, and local authorities at the deadly crime scene. The investigators said there were shortcomings and failures of the Uvalde Consolidated Independent School District, too, and of various agencies and officers of law enforcement. 
<laughs> it's again, yeah. you have all of these people, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of responsible adults, people who should know what they're doing, right? Um, and none of them do. None of them. Just say, this has to stop. Go stop it. I'm going to stop it. Come on. Really hard to believe. Very hard to believe. And I don't know what, what you make, you know, how you, what the outcome of this is, right? Because you have, you, you need to have some sort of incident command set up mm-hmm. and someone needs to take the bull by the horns, as you said, with controlling it. But on the flip side of that, there's also the point of those officers in the hallway are there. Mm-hmm. And, and there were we something like them, 19 of them. We expect them, mm-hmm. even without you know the incident command command, mm-hmm. um, to say, hey, there's still gunshots going on in this room. I'm going in. We're going in. Yeah. We're bringing this guy down. That yeah. has to happen. Yeah. I mean, that has to happen. And it didn't. And it didn't. One of them got some hand sanitizer, though. One of them stopped for some hand sanitizer. So he waiting. had really clean hands. He was waiting. What are you going to do? You know, so that's good. That killed the germs. About 99.9% of the <laughs> germs all, not all of them, were killed on his hand. So we had that. <laughs> Looks so bad. Oh, so, so very, so bad. very bad. Uh, but yeah, like you said, there was Border Patrol, Homeland Security, Texas Department of Public Safety. There were 25 responders from Uvalde Police Department, Uvalde County Sheriff's Department, the San Antonio Police Department SWAT team, 16 of them from San Antonio, uh, and five officers from the Uvalde Consolidated Independent School District Police. That's where you get your 376. There were just law enforcement agencies from all over the place there, and none of them did what they should have done when they should have done it. 888-900-3393. More Pack Ray Unleashed. Coming up. Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh. <laughs> Joe, is that you? <sighs> Joe. Joe Biden? Yeah. No, okay. Because he, all he can do is grunt. Uh. <laughs> Excuse me. Got some tweets here. Kara 30, 22 tweets. Anyone else besides me sick to death of all these audio and video evidence clips coming out months or years after the damage to the U.S. has been done? Yes. Yes. Yeah, like this latest thing from from Joe. Yeah. Incredible. I mean, that's really interesting. Uh, Stephen Brody. Leah Thomas has been nominated as Woman of the Year. Does that mean Whoopi Goldberg will be Man of the Year? <laughs> uh, the Steve 42, did Caitlyn Jenner already become, didn't she already become Vogue or some magazine yeah. Woman of the Year? I think she did. It was funny the first time, but now it's just stupid. <laughs> it wasn't funny then either. No, it really, incredible. not to me. It was an incredible feat. Yeah, right. That's what it was. Yeah. Thank you, Jeffy. Uh, the Notorious Stitch, Stitch Jones, how come there's never been a woman becoming the Man of the Year? Yeah. I mean that's you know that's an easy answer. Is it what yes. and the answer is men are better than women. I don't know why that's <laughs> it's not a tough task. 
<laughs> it takes a man to be right. the woman of the year. Okay. A woman is never going to be man of the year. Duh. <laughs> Duh. All right. Facts are facts, my friend. So. Yeah. You okay? All right. Uh, direct your email to <laughs> chewing the fat at the blaze dot com. Right. Thank you. Okay. Good. Glad we got that taken care of. Wow. There's. Uh, you know, there's a couple of things. We keep finding out new information about Uvalde. And we keep finding out new information about this 10-year-old girl in Ohio who had to go to Indiana to get an abortion. Uh, first of all, India, all the way, way. All the way to India. It might have taken up to minutes to get there. It might have. It's possible. But uh, so we find out, first of all, we think it's not real. Because uh, nobody, nobody had an arrest report. Right. Police didn't know anything about it. And then we find out, okay, it took a long time for the arrest to happen, but it finally did, and there really is a situation like this. But for some reason, the rapist was living at the home. Well, now we find out uh, that the mother of the nine-year-old girl who was raped She's, she only just recently turned 10. She uh, defended the rapist. She said that everything they're saying about him is a lie. Well, the new information now is that she, too, is pregnant from the rapist. Huh. Wow. Oh, man. So the thing gets uglier all the time. Every day. And really... Is this not a situation CPS should be looking into? As one, the, one would think. You would think one so. One would think. <clears throat> the mother defending the boyfriend uh, instead of her daughter. She apparently didn't even believe the daughter. How did she get pregnant? How did that happen? <laughs> uh, it's unbelievable. I mean, how? What do you think happened? If it wasn't the guy who was living with you, the 27-year-old man attacking your 9-year-old daughter, and you don't, you don't believe it? Hmm. Okay. Well, I'd look into that situation if I were CPS. I'd take a good, long look. And, of course, he admitted to the rape, right? It, uh, raped, her twi- raped her twice. Yeah. And he admitted to it. So it's a little hard to say that anybody's been lying about him when he admitted to the crime. He's an illegal alien, which is another thing we discovered last week. Now, whether or not she is an illegal alien, the mother involved, I don't know. Who knows? But I would think there's a good chance that's the case as well. Yeah, you would think that. Yeah. No question. Uh, so we'll keep an eye on that, but um, really good work has been done by uh, the folks at PJ Media on this, and they've really uh, done an incredible job keeping us up to date on what happened there. It's just a really horrible situation, though. Uh, 888-900-3393, also at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Um, Ted Cruz bashing the clearly wrong gay marriage ruling. After the Supreme Court has taken down Roe v. Wade, I mean, I found it interesting because <clears throat> uh, he's just well, he's throwing it to states' rights, which you know, mm-hmm. 
which Fine. is what happened with Roe v. But, but Wade. They'll, they'll, this will this is feeding into their flames. E- yes, yeah, into their frenzy. Yes. Well, next you're going to go after gay marriage. <laughs> no, we're not. And well, then, and then and then Ted Cruz says, eh, maybe. Uh, here's what he said: If you were. Uh, in this role as an advocate, and Obergefell was in front of the Supreme Court again in some way, what would be the the vulnerability of this case? What would be the argument uh, against this case or the argument for overturning it? So look, Obergefell, like Roe versus Wade, ignored two centuries of our nation's history. Marriage was always an issue that was left to the states. Uh, we saw states before Obergefell that were moving. Some states were moving to allow gay marriage. Other states were uh, moving to allow uh, civil partnerships. There, there were different standards that the states were adopting. And had the court not ruled in Obergefell, the democratic process would have continued to operate, that if you believed gay marriage was a good idea, the way the Constitution set up for you to advance that position is convince your fellow citizens. And if you succeeded in convincing your fellow citizens, then your state would change the laws to reflect those views. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Obergefell, the court said, no, we know better than you guys do. And now every state must uh, m- must sanction and, and permit gay marriage. Um, I think that decision was clearly wrong when it was decided. Um, it mm. was the court overreaching. Whether the court will reverse it, I, I will say, so in Dobbs, what the Supreme Court said is Roe is different because it's the only one of the cases that involves the taking of a human life, and that's qualitatively different. I agree with that proposition. There you go. That's the only thing that's different. Interesting. I know. <clears throat> He's opened up a can of worms, though. I know. Okay, Ted. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, clearly, we thought it was wrong when it happened, or at least I did. Uh, I've come to just accept it, I guess. I mean, whatever. Yeah. Go ahead. I think they've clearly shown that wasn't the end of it. Because how far, how many steps have we taken since gay marriage was uh, legalized in this country? As far as, I mean, now we're just, we're to the point where we can't even decide what a woman is. Come on. It's gotten so ridiculous since then. With all these arguments and all the protections and all the things that have happened since then. I, you know, I don't know. I mean, I would, you know, make the argument that the government should stay the hell out of marriage, period. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. You know, if you want to marry a blueberry bush, you go ahead and marry your blueberry bush. Well, they've kind of have allowed a great that. life together. We've got the people who've married cartoon characters. Oh, yeah. and, and fences. And, yeah, and, and, all kinds of themselves. <laughs> I'm going to marry myself. Okay, whatever. I mean, could, a it, chandelier could it get any stupider it, than that? Come on. <laughs> I just fell in love with me. I'm going to marry myself. Okay. okay. I mean, whatever. Go ahead. Go ahead. Whatever. I don't care. Be happy. All right. <laughs> but I've just been beaten down with it. You know, I was like, okay, go ahead. Marry yourself. I, whatever. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> that doesn't what does it Whereas mean? before, there would have been some fight in me. And like, you can't marry yourself. Stop it. You're mocking marriage now. <laughs> you're you're ruining the the institution of it. Oh, that's been long gone. Yeah, it's long gone. That's really true. And I think that was the point. 
okay. As one of them told us, remember that? I've got the... Uh, uh, no, I don't. Not in this one, I don't think. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, I do have that. Uh, this um, person. Listen. I, um, I mean, I agree. It's a no-brainer that, uh, that we should have the right to marry. But uh, mm-hmm. I also think equally that it's a no-brainer that the institution of marriage should not exist. So, Wait, uh, what? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, listen to the, the feedback, the reaction. That causes my brain some trouble. Uh, and, um, and part of it, why it causes me trouble is because uh, fighting for gay marriage generally involves lying about what we're going to do with marriage when we get there. Mm. You know, because we mm. lie that the institution of marriage is not going to change. And mm. that is a lie. The institution of marriage is going to change, and it should change. Oh. Um, and again, I, I don't think mm. it should exist. Um, and um, huh. I don't like uh, taking part in, in creating fictions about, about my life. That's sort of not what I had in mind when I came out 30 years ago. Mm. Oh. Fascinating thoughts from that activist. <laughs> huh. I'll bet a lot of people said, shh, you're not supposed to say that. Don't say it out loud. That's for your inside voice. Not anymore. Not anymore. Yeah, they don't no. care because they've just they gone that far. Let me tell you about preborn. Uh, in this time, as we celebrate Roe versus Wade being overturned, uh, and we're happy about that, Roe versus Wade has been responsible for the slaughter of over 63 million babies. Now, the decision to abort a child will be left in the hands of the states. And sadly, abortion will continue in the most liberal states. Over the past 16 years, Preborn has positioned their clinics in the top abortion cities where 50% of abortions take place. Preborn's work of saving babies will continue at an even greater level as they fight Planned Parenthood and now defend their centers from radical hate groups who want nothing more than to shut them down. Preborn's response is entirely dependent upon you, the pro-life community. Your help is needed now more than ever. So please, would you consider a gift of any size, $10, 50 if you could afford it, 100 1000 whatever it is you can afford, they will appreciate. And all gifts are tax deductible, and they'll go towards saving babies' lives and helping keep preborn centers safe so they continue their life-saving work. To donate, dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250, keyword baby, or go to preborn.com slash path. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. Oh, boy. According to uh, Mayor Bowser, I think this is D.C. Mayor Bowser. Yes, it is. Illegal immigrants are being tricked into getting onto buses by Texas and Arizona officials. Those bastards. <laughs> They're tricking them. Tricking the poor illegal immigrants. How are they tricking them? Hey, get on this bus and you're going to have a good time. <laughs> arriba, arriba. Thank you. Is that what they're saying? <laughs> Buffalo? And then all of a sudden they wind up clear across country in Washington, uh, D.C.? Who among us hasn't uh, hopped on a bus and uh, said, uh, arriba, arriba, arriba. Right. Mm-hmm. traveling. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if any of us haven't done that. Okay. Probably all you. of us. Thank you. Uh, but here's uh, Mayor Bowser talking about him. 
The uh, Washington Post reported last week that homeless shelters in D.C. were filling up um, and groups were getting overwhelmed by these buses that the oh, governors of no. Texas and, and Arizona are sending here full of migrants. How significant is this influx? How many people? Well, this is a very significant issue. Um, we have huh. for sure called on the federal government uh, to work across state lines to prevent um, people from really being tricked uh, into getting on buses. Uh, we, we think they're largely asylum seekers you think you uh, don't who are have going any to idea. final destinations nope. that are not Washington, D.C. Uh, I worked uh, with the White House to make sure that FEMA provided a grant to a local organization um, that is providing services to folks. Um, but I fear that mm -hmm. they're being uh, tricked into nationwide um, bus trips mm -hmm. when their final destinations are places all over the United States of America. So it's not just local taxpayers picking up the tab. You're saying the federal government is helping. Well, local taxpayers are not picking up the tab and should not pick up the tab. Um, and we really need a coordinated federal response. We know Do you? Um, that it's huh. done uh, for refugees who, uh -huh. who come uh, to, to the states from all points uh, of the world, and the same has to be And apparently you don't uh, want them in, in Washington, D.C. Right. It's not interesting. Right. Isn't that fascinating? She right. doesn't want them in her city. Huh. I mean, and she's calling on the federal government to maybe take some action against Texas and Arizona for doing that. They're, she knows they're not being tricked. They're put, they're put on a bus. Hey, we'll give you a free trip to D.C. What's the trick there? Okay. No, I really wanted to go to Davenport, Iowa. Right. <laughs> uh, no, I was hoping for Butte, Montana, uh, where they got that old copper pit that filled up with water. Remember that? They don't they don't mine copper there anymore. But they do about the it's old. It's a really big swimming pool now. They do about the pit. <laughs> yeah, they come they come here for the, the pit for the okay. pit. All right. Yeah, the gigantic right. pit. <laughs> okay. Uh, and there's a bunch of them all over the West from Kennecott that used to, you know, mine copper, and now they don't. But uh, so. but they're being tricked into going to Washington D.C. instead. Hey, you know, I understand they have a big copper pit in D.C. You want to go see that? <laughs> yeah, they've got the pit, all right. Okay, I'll tell you that. All right, I will. <laughs> <laughs> pathetic that's fascinating she does not no. want them i mean this is an effective technique it seems to be what they're doing is hated by the northeastern mayors well of course it is they don't know what to do with them they have no idea what to do with this influx of illegals what are we supposed to do with them well what are we supposed to do thank with them? you yeah, we've already got millions here. Literally millions. So now you deal with some of them, okay? And see how you like it. And, and, and maybe you'll start to vote different ways. Is that possible? Well, Muriel Bowser. Is yeah. Muriel Bowser will not vote different ways. No. But if this happens enough time, you, you know, maybe. Maybe. I, I love it how, how the only problem she has is that they're being... Tricked. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> pathetic. It's just pathetic. But nothing moves them. You know, uh, nothing moves them. How many How many did we say last week? 700 died since yeah. uh, Biden took over. 
700 have died trying to get across the border. Uh, and they die in the back of these trucks or they die in the open air of the desert when it's 110 degrees. I mean, today, it's going to be 109 degrees here. The heat dome. 109. 109 today. 109 tomorrow. 109 the day after that. All I know is I got in my car yesterday. It was 115. It read 115. I know that was Jeez. in my car. Yeah. But I, you know. Mm. It's ridiculous. Stop with the heat. <laughs> Stop. That's uh, cranking. And then I, I read that the Northeast has had an incredibly mild summer. You bastards. <laughs> From Virginia to Maine, temperatures have been remarkably normal. Or close to average. That's a major victory for... I love this line. Just to show you that, that uh, you know, this is so unusual that they've had a mild summer. Okay. That's a major victory for a region that has seen rapid warming from human-caused climate change. <laughs> yeah, shut okay. up. Okay. And endured a string of scorching summers in recent years. Have they... You want a scorching summer? Come and live here. No kidding. And it's not from climate change. It happens all the time. And it's happened all the time since the dawn of time. People, my wife has been in South Carolina and it's been in the, you know, high 80s. Oh, yeah. With a lot with the humidity is really high. But she said people would be complaining how hot it is. And she's like, um, no, <laughs> no, no, uh, it's fine. <laughs> Yeah, I wish I wish that were the case here. 88? 88. I have to wear a jacket. Be nice. Oh, man. Washington has likewise missed out on its typical share of scorching days and sauna-like nights. On Independence Day, this is incredible. Okay, on 4th of July, the dew point, which is a really good measure of humidity, it dropped to 49 degrees, the dew point. A shockingly low value. Average <laughs> dew points in July are in the upper 60s. Yeah. 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 Any dew points under 60 are refreshing in the mid-Atlantic this time of year. In late June, they even dipped into the 30s in Washington, which is practically unheard of. Thank you. That's great. <laughs> Rub it in. Just keep rubbing it. What's in. good though is uh, what what's good about it being so hot is that you only have to run your air conditioning on full in your automobiles, which helps mm-hmm. in the uh, use of gasoline, which is so cheap, right? And so you're fine. I mean, gasoline yeah, prices right. have dropped way down. Oh, way, way, way down. down. I paid uh, okay three Phillips ago. I paid one twenty. Then I. Paid ninety nine twenty five. There you go, saving money already. And then this morning I paid ninety nine forty five. Saving money already. No, that's more. Saving than I money paid last time. Saving that's money already. More than I paid. <laughs> and the national average today, there it is. Wow, I mean it's three four fifty two a gallon. I paid three seventy something. Oh wow, really? Uh, this weekend, and I saw uh, three seventy. Corby something? sent me one three sixty four. I think three sixty eight, something like that. Is in the three sixties. Okay, but let's That's pretty strong. Let's not be fooled. Let's not be overton windowed. <laughs> oh, we already into are thinking three seventy is good because it's not. When I paid when I the first it's time I, good. the first time I paid under four dollars, I was I was mad at myself because I'm like, all right, I gotta get this is under four. We're good. And I'm thinking, stop it. 
No. Yeah. No. No. It's not good at all. Don't let yourself think that way. Because now it's gone from, uh, you know, stopping off to, uh, you know, pump in a quick 20 so you got a little bit to, you know, hit the road on. It's a quick 40. Yeah. And you know, I got news for you. A quick 20 mm-hmm. is <laughs> a quick 40 mm-hmm. takes longer. <laughs> takes longer than a quick 20. Yep. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, but we've been conditioned now. Oh, yeah. Because we were paying 502 was the national average for a while. And when it was 502 na- nationwide, I was paying for the, uh, you know, the premium. The premium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 539, I think. 539. Yeah, it was painful. Uh, That was the $120 fill up. But now, today, this morning, I think it was 465 or something. 465 is still. Like I said, saving money. Way too high. I I felt, I didn't know how I felt. I was sent a a picture of somebody that filled up their yacht. And while I, it's tough for me filled to feel sorry. Filled up their sorry, yacht? Feel, it's tough for me to believe that whether it's oh true Oh, my not, gosh. But 7,700 7, gallons? $50,975.03. And for 660, 662 a gallon? Okay. Uh, so now it's somebody tough for me, it's tough for me had to a feel yacht bad. they filled yeah. up? It's time for me to feel bad yeah. for the for, for the, the guy yacht. The yacht. Yeah, yeah. It's in my yacht. I paid fifty thousand nine hundred seventy-five dollars more than many people make in a year. I filled up my yacht with that. Things are very difficult. <laughs> I'm very put out that I had to pay almost fifty-one thousand dollars to fill up my yacht, Muffy. I'm quite put out. <laughs> Jeez, that's incredible. <laughs> well, congratulations yeah. on having a yacht. That's cool. <laughs>